Guten Morgen, what's up? What's up? Anchor, um, this is the Trista. And <clears throat> let's see what's going on, man. We'll check uh, YouTube. Let's see what's going on on YouTube, what they suggest for me based on my subscription. Trump humiliates himself on national TV with dumbest comment of the year. Sounds like a good place to start. He's, he's not in, he can't be embarrassed because he's such a fucking Nazi prick. There's the president of the United States, you, unlike, say, Hillary Clinton in her case, a president has the power to declassify. Okay. You have said on Truth Social a number of times you did de declassify. I did declassify. Okay. Is there a process? What was your process to declassify? It doesn't have to be a process, as I understand it. You know, there's different people say different things, but as I understand it, it doesn't have to be. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. Because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. It's fucking crazy. It doesn't have prick. to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make... that decision so when you send it it's declassified we i declassified everything now i declassified things and we were having a lot of problems with nara you know nara uh is a radical left group of people running that thing and when you send documents over there i would say there's a very good chance that a lot of those documents will never be seen again there's also a lot of speculation because of what they did the severity of the fbi coming and raiding mar-a-lago he were looks like he's lost some weight and he looks like he's deleted, been but they are crying. Were they looking for the well, wait, spy? You had it, no, no, they may be saying. He looks terrible, they by the way.
Select all, copy. And a lot of people said the only thing that would give the kind of severity that they showed by actually coming in and raiding with many, many people is the Hillary Clinton deal, the Russia, Russia, Russia stuff, or, I mean, there, there are a number of things. As the power to declassify. Correct. Okay. You had said on Truth Social a number of times you did de declassify. I did declassify, yeah. Okay. Is there a process? What was your process to declassify? It doesn't have to be a process, as I understand it. And, you know, there's different people say different right. things. But as I understand, there doesn't have to be. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. Because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. And... There doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You As the power to declassify. Correct. Okay. You had said on Truth Social a number of times you did de declassify. I did declassify, yeah. Okay. Is there a process? What was your process to declassify? It doesn't have to be a process, as I understand it. You know, there's different people say different things, but as I understand it, there doesn't have to be. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. Because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. And there doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it, it's declassified. We, I declassified everything. Now, I declassified things, and we were having a lot of problems with NARA. You know, NARA uh, is a radical left group of people running that thing. And when you send documents over there, I would say there's a very good chance that a lot of those documents will never be seen again. There's also a lot of speculation because of what they did, the severity of the FBI coming and raiding Mar-a-Lago. Were they looking for the Hillary Clinton emails that were deleted, but they are around someplace? Were they looking for the well, wait, spy? You're not saying you had it. No, no, they may be saying they may have thought that it was in did. there. Okay. And a lot of people said the only thing that would give the kind of severity that they showed by actually coming in and raiding with many, many people is the Hillary Clinton deal, the Russia, Russia, Russia stuff, or, I mean, there are, there are a number of things, the spying on Trump's campaign. So they spied on my campaign. A lot of people don't know this, but the best way to get your guns is on not by gun shops, like 97% of gun. Okay, look, Donald Trump has said some really really stupid things before we've watched the guy suggest that bleach would cure covid that you need id to buy groceries that windmills cause cancer that george washington won the revolutionary war by taking over the airports one time he described having a son by referring to melania and saying she's got a son together so when i say that donald trump just said the stupidest thing i've ever heard i don't say that lightly but this was the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. So to be clear, the guy just suggested that the classified documents he stole from the White House were actually declassified by way of his mind. That's right. Apparently the president is so all-powerful that the mere act of thinking about declassification is enough to manifest it. And what's almost worse is that Sean Hannity just sat there nodding along like just as big an idiot as Trump. Just sitting there thinking... Yup, that sounds right. Nothing setting off the bullshit meter here. Everything checking out. And ostensibly, Hannity knows better, although that's certainly not a hill that I'm willing to die on. But one would presume that Hannity knows better, which means that this is all part of a concerted effort to dupe his own audience. 
I truly could not fathom treating my audience as logic-defyingly brain-dead stupid as Sean Hannity treats his. But then again, guess that's why I don't have a show on Fox. Like, let's be honest here. What would Sean Hannity say if Barack Obama stole hundreds of classified documents from the White House, ignored requests by the National Archives to return them, ignored a subpoena sent to return them, forced the government to go to a federal magistrate and issue a search warrant to recover them, and then went on Hannity's show and told him that it's all good because he had already declassified everything in his mind? Do you really <laughs> think that Hannity would say, sounds good, next question. Imagine these people at least trying, trying not to look like such brazen hacks. Now, before we go any further, to say what apparently Sean Hannity was unable to say while Trump was spewing his avalanche of bullshit, while the president does have declassification authority, there are still processes that have to be followed to actually do it. And no, it's not just waving your hand over the documents, and it is definitely not by thinking. Hey, he just took For example, there are regulations under the most recent executive order issued iniquity. by Obama in 2009 regarding expression. statutory commands that requires consultation with the agency that originally classified that information before any anyone can try to declassify it. Trump would also have been outright restricted from declassifying documents containing information relating to nuclear weapons and intelligence agents. And lo and behold, there just so happened to be materials identified as human source information picked up by the DOJ. And most importantly, the 2009 executive order also made one more point. That no official leaving government service may remove classified information from the government's control or direct that information be declassified in order to remove it from agency control. Meaning that because these documents were still declassified and Trump took them, he broke the law. And even if he did declassify them, which he didn't, but just humor me for a second, declassifying them so that he could retroactively justify his theft is still illegal. In other words, any way you cut it, the guy broke the law, and no desperate attempts to claim mental declassification is going to change that. Which makes it all the more absurd when Trump says this. Is there a process? What was your process to declassify? There doesn't have to be a process, as I understand it. You know, there's different as people I say different things. Like, yeah, different people say different things. Like, some people say the truth. That processes have to be followed to declassify documents. And then other people lie and say that they don't. Those are the different people saying different things. You gotta look too how Hannity sets Trump up by trying to draw a distinction between him and Hillary Clinton, given that Republicans have spent the last seven years hyperventilating about Hillary mishandling classified documents only for Trump to commit a crime leagues worse. And here's what Jamie Raskin had to say about exactly that during my most recent interview with him. What do you say to someone who tries to draw an equivalency between Trump and Clinton, or still tries to contend that what she did was worse? Yeah, someone like Donald Trump, for example, who does that, well... I mean, Donald Trump wanted to lock her up, as everybody remembers, uh, for using um, that private email server where there were absolutely zero classified emails in there. And that has been determined in investigation after investigation. There were just no classified emails. Um, and... Uh, Whereas with Donald Trump, of course, we know that there are more than a hundred classified uh, documents that he purloined um, and pilfered from uh, the U.S. government on his way out, and all these other government documents as well. And uh, Hillary, of course, was never accused of stealing anything. She was just accused of using that private uh, email server, which, of course, lots of members of the Trump administration did as well. So. Uh Oops. Accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally um, closed that window. Whoops, a daisy. 
So shout out to KMP Student Radio at the University of Aridstone. And here's the kicker, and I'm sorry for bearing the lead here, but I should probably note that amid all of this discussion on declassification, none of it even matters. Why? Because the three criminal provisions listed by the FBI in the search warrant do not hinge on classification. In other words, it doesn't matter whether these documents were declassified or not, because the actual crimes that Trump is accused of committing have nothing to do with classification and everything to do with simply stealing these documents, meaning that all of this is just one more example of deflection by the Trump team. So look, Trump will continue to lie, he'll continue to obfuscate the facts, and yes, clearly, he'll continue to embarrass himself while doing it because the fact is that his position is indefensible. And so when he inevitably does try to defend himself, he's left looking like a clown. He's left sitting down for a nationally televised interview and suggesting that he used the powers of mind control to declassify documents that A, he didn't declassify, and B, would have no bearing on his crimes even if he did declassify them. So honestly, if the guy wants to keep doing these interviews more power to him because it's just further proof every single time that even when he tries to defend himself he's just left looking even more guilty than before yeah before you go lock if you enjoyed up. this video and want to see more please make sure to subscribe to my channel you can click the thumbnail right here on the screen mm-hmm. and if you want to support my work even further the best way is to subscribe to my podcast no lie with brian tyler cohen there you can check out my interviews with major players in the world of politics including president biden vice president kamala harris pete Buttigieg, elizabeth warren katie porter jamie raskin and so many more plus other interviews that live exclusively on the podcast that link is also right here on the screen or just search no lie with brian tyler cohen wherever you listen to podcasts introducing critical thinking cards this deck of cards features 48 of the most common logical fallacies and cognitive biases which politicians advertisers and the media use to persuade and manipulate as well as three game cards learning let's see here welcome to the late show everybody i'm your host stephen colbert with wild six years six years we've all had a lot of fun with the idea that nothing means anything there are no consequences character history books live in a cave but occasionally every so often and this is one of those so oftens something means something and meaning of any kind is kryptonite for former president the count of mostly crisco long time of America will recall that last month the FBI went into Mar-a-Lago and found a bunch of documents that are super top secret, which is super top illegal. And the former president has desperately been trying to stall the investigation because he is super top guilty. Allegedly. Good? Lawyer's good? Okay. And right away, he got some help from conservative judge and girl from the ring who went to law school. Eileen Cannon. Judge Cannon appalled the legal community when she ruled the Justice Department could not use the over 100 classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago in their criminal investigation of the over 100 classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago. She said the DOJ had to wait, just wait, until those documents had been reviewed by something called a special master, who she said would take until November 30th. November 30th? That would give the president way too much time to hide all the remaining evidence. I can imagine how he would stuff his Thanksgiving turkey. 
writing, the plaintiff suggests that he may have declassified these documents when he was arrested. But the record contains no evidence that any of these records were declassified. Yes, thank you. You can't say there's an alibi and then produce no evidence of your alibi. Officer, I couldn't have robbed that bank. I was at dinner with my girlfriend. What's her name and where did we have dinner? That's on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know that I made that <laughs> Now, importantly, the appeals court also noted that declassifying an official document would not change its content or render it personal, and therefore, the declassification argument is a red herring. Red herring, also what the former president calls a filet fish smothered in ketchup. Now, to add insult, insult to injury, two of the three judges on the panel were appointed by the former president. Oh, that's got a sting. That's like getting a Father's Day mug that said, Thank you. I was at dinner with my girlfriend. What's her name and where did we have dinner? That's on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know that I made that up. The appeals court also noted that declassifying an official document would not change its content or render it personal, and therefore, the declassification argument is a red herring. Red herring, also what the former president calls a filet fish smothered in ketchup. Now, to add insult, now, to add insult to injury, two of the three judges on the panel were appointed by the former president. Wait, what? I missed that. That's got a sting. That's the argument is a red herring. Red herring, also what the former president calls a filet fish smothered in ketchup. Now, to add insult, now, to add insult to injury, two of the three judges on the panel were appointed by the former president. <laughs> Trump judges. That's got a sting. That's like getting a Father's Day mug that says, Dad of the Year is now Mom's new boyfriend. We love you, Rick. <laughs> Rick's a good guy. Rick's a really solid guy. You'd like him. Last night, uh, to defend himself, the former president sat down with Fox News host and stepdad who ran over the hamster. Sean Hannity, first up, the former president claimed that despite there being absolutely zero evidence, all the documents found at Mar-a-Lago had been declassified thanks to a special power. Stephen Colbert. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified. Even <clears throat> thinking Bullshit. About it. That's right. Oh, that, oh, no, that's right. Oh, no. That's true. No, no, that's true. That's true. He declassified them. Pick a document. Pick a document. Pick a document. You have the document. Hold it in your mind. Don't tell me what it is. <laughs> Are these your launch codes? <laughs> One itsy bitsy problem. <laughs> the claim that a president can declassify documents just by thinking about it is not supported by prior practice or legal. Be my friend for a minute, and I'm FaceTime. Oh really? How about?
<laughs> Still no? Okay. All right. With his mind. Pick a document. Pick a document. Pick a document. You have the document. Hold it in your mind. Don't use your launch code. Documents found in Mar-a-Lago had been declassified thanks to the special power. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. That's right. Oh, that, oh no, that's right. Oh, no. That's true. No, no, that's true. That's true. He declassified them with his mind. Pick a document. Pick a document. Pick a document. You have the document. Hold it in your mind. Don't tell me what it is. Are these your launch codes? One Lock them up. Bitsy. Problem. Call the DOJ 202-514-2000. Lock them up. About it is not supported by prior practice or legal precedent. Oh, really? How about now? <laughs> Still not? Okay. All right. <laughs> Former president. <laughs> president then used his mind to make more dumb words come out of his stupid mouth. There doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it, it's declassified. We, I declassified everything. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda. I'm Lily Tomlin. And I'm Sam Waterson. And I'm also here. I'm June Diane Rayfield. I thought it was just the three of us. Oh, I thought it would be helpful to have a, a younger perspective on the climate from a youth. Well, can we get some medical mess then? She's busy with her other projects. All right, I mean, you're here. You're here. Okay. By the way, this Green is a dumb commercial. 50 years. Dumb. Okay, I'll hop on that crazy train. Let's say he telepathically declassified everything, like he was wearing a treason cerebro. That means, that means, he thinks it's a good idea somehow for everyone to know foreign nuclear secrets and somehow getting all the names of America's undercover spies out there. How is that better? Isn't getting the names of all of America's undercover spies what Tom Cruise is trying to steal? in the first Mission Impossible, and somehow I have to do supported by prior practice or legal precedent. Oh, really? How about now? Still no? Okay. All right. What is that? Former president. <laughs> 
former president then used his mind to make more dumb words come out of his stupid mouth. There doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it, it's declassified. We, I declassified everything. Okay, I'll hop on that crazy train. Let's say he telepathically declassified everything. Like he was wearing a treason cerebro. That means, that means he thinks it's a good idea somehow for everyone to know foreign nuclear secrets and somehow getting all the names of America's undercover spies out there. How is that better? Isn't getting the names all of America's undercover spies what Tom Cruise is trying to steal in the first Mission Impossible? And somehow I cannot picture the former president in that outfit. from my youth, baby got back. I believe the term is cake. Then, oh, hey! I think we just broke the internet, you guys. Then the former president claimed that he didn't pack the boxes, so he didn't know what was in the boxes. Then he said exactly what was in the boxes. Boxes and boxes of pictures, uh, newspaper articles, uh, tremendous, even kitchen things. You have tremendous amounts of different items. Much clothing. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Much clothing. Many shirts. Very pants. Such sock. <laughs> then, then, then the stable genius complained about what the FBI took from the boxes. They took a lot. I think they took my will. I found out yesterday. I said, where is it? You know, things are going really well when a guy says, I was looking for my will yesterday. Why? No reason. Now, where are my three passports and my bag of mustaches? After that, the former friend... <laughs> Why not? Why not? You will enjoy these jokes. After that, the former president's excuses got weirder. There's also a lot of speculation because of what they did, the severity of the FBI coming and raiding Mar-a-Lago. Were they looking for the Hillary Clinton emails that were deleted, but they are around someplace? Were they looking for the well, spy or say you had it, dude. No, no, they may be saying they may have thought that it but was in did. there. I'm sorry. What? That is so crazy. That's so crazy. He confused Sean Hannity. And Sean comes pre-confused. At this point, he's just throwing out magnetic conspiracy theories at the refrigerator to see what they spell out. Uh, maybe they were looking in my basement for the Sasquatch who shot JFK with Hunter Biden's laptop with his partner, the Chupacabra, who hung Jeffrey Epstein with Barack Obama's long-form birth certificate chemtrails. Then... Then, 
Mar-a-Lago investigation isn't the only legal trouble for the ex-pres. Yesterday, the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, held a press conference to announce a massive lawsuit against the ex-president's business. For repeatedly lying about the value of his assets in order to defraud the banks who were giving him loans. But on Hannity, the former president trotted out a watertight defense. The banks should have known I'm a liar. We have a disclaimer right on the front. And it basically says, you know, get your own people. You're at your own risk. Uh, this was done by management. It wasn't done by it was done by management. So don't rely on the statement that you're getting. Then why have a statement? I don't. What kind of excuse is that? We put on the standard disclaimer. I'm lying. <laughs> I would love to see him close a business deal. Shall we shake on it? Psych. Now what's this? What's what's is this happening right now? Is this happening right now? I am being told that there is breaking squirrel news. Take a look at this footage that went viral this week of a Pennsylvania man at home trying to conduct. MSNBC. Cover light bulb that's going viral on social media. It's called Suck the it. Nomad Security. Good evening from New York. I'm Chris Hayes. Donald Trump just had one of the worst legal days of his entire uh -huh. life, which is uh -huh. saying something. And it comes amidst <laughs> accelerating threats from local, state, and federal law enforcement. So last night, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, as we reported, issued a unanimous procurium ruling against the ex-president, overruling a previous decision widely criticized by a Trump appointed district judge saying the Department of Justice can resume using the 100 classified documents seized from Trump's home in Florida in their investigation into his handling of the sensitive materials. DOJ has said that this inquiry is related to possible obstruction of justice and espionage act violations. Also yesterday, New York Attorney General announced a quarter of a billion dollar civil lawsuit against Donald Trump, his company, members of his family, including three of his adult children, accusing them of committing, committing, in her words, a staggering amount of fraud. If that suit is successful, it would bar the Trump Organization from doing business in New York State. All of that comes just weeks after we learned 
the DOJ issued 40 subpoenas to all sorts of people in Trump's orbit in connection with their investigation into the attempted coup on January 6th. The DOJ has also seized the phones of two top advisors to the ex-president, which is interesting. Then there's the fact that Donald Trump's own lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, is a target of a criminal investigation into election interference in Fulton County, Georgia. Uh The district attorney down in Georgia, in that county there, has sent target letters to several other Trump allies in Georgia, and the grand jury in the case has issued several subpoenas. Then just this afternoon, the special master in that classified documents case ordered Trump's lawyers to state in a court filing whether they believe FBI agents lied about documents seized from Mar-a-Lago or claimed to have taken items that were not actually in Trump's possession. And all that follows the ex-president's claims on social media and in TV interviews that the FBI planted evidence when they searched his home. Now, this is a 76-year-old man who has essentially bullied and bluffed his way out of jams his whole life. He's a con man, and he's going to con. And apparently no lawyer can get him to shut up, because amidst all of this, Donald Trump went on national television where he sounded like a raving lunatic, totally dissociated from reality, but crucially, fundamentally admitted to the main facts of the crime that the DOJ alleges he may have committed. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it, because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. And there doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it, it's declassified. We, I declassified everything. Now, I declassified things, and we were having a lot of problems with NARA. You know, NARA uh, is a radical left group of people running that thing. And when you send documents over there, I would say there's a very good chance a lot of those documents will never be seen again. Okay, again, amidst uh, how addled uh, and strange that is, Donald Trump admits the basic facts at issue. When he says, and I quote, you are sending it to Mar-a-Lago when you send it is declassified, he's telling the world that he didn't ever actually declassified, but that he did order classified documents to be removed from the White House and sent, shipped down to his retirement home in Florida. In other words, he willfully and intentionally retained classified government records and national security secrets. He takes that even further when he admits that he didn't want to send the documents to the National Archives or NARA because he did not think he would get them back. Yeah, right. That's how it works. First, they wouldn't give them back. They're not yours. They could keep them. Now, as if that was not wild enough, the ex-president then proceeded to go so far off the rails that his longtime supporter, confidant, colleague, if you will, Fox News host Sean Hannity, had to come in and intervene to just try to wrench him back to some semblance of reality. There's also a lot of speculation because of what they did, the severity of the FBI coming and raiding Mar-a-Lago. Were they looking for the Hillary Clinton emails that were deleted, but they are around someplace? Were they looking for the well, wait, spying you're not or you had it, No, no, they may be saying they may have thought that it was in there. Okay. And a lot of people said the only thing that would give the kind of severity that they showed by actually coming in and raiding with many, many people is the Hillary Clinton deal, the Russia, Russia, Russia stuff, or 
I mean, there are, there are a number of things. The spying on Trump's campaign. So they spied on my campaign. So why did they come in and do that? Especially since we were having such great conversation, Chuck. The administration has announced that financial pardons are available for the first 100 people who qualifies. Eliminate credit card. Great conversation, Chuck. Oh, poor, poor Sean. Did you see that part? So Trump's theory of the case here apparently is that the uh, FBI raided his house in Mar-a-Lago because they were looking for some physical remnants of the Hillary Clinton emails that were in Mar-a-Lago. And then Hannity has to be like, wait, uh, the FBI was searching for Hillary's emails, but you don't, you didn't have them. And you can hear Kennedy almost saying like, are you having an aneurysm or am I? But again, amidst the delusion, the spinning, the tap dancing, uh, Trump is admitting to the core of the potential crime. And here's the other thing, and this is crucial. As the 11th Circuit pointed out in its ruling yesterday, the point he is making, right, as he himself incriminates himself, the point he's making about classification is irrelevant. Quote, the declassification argument is a red herring because declassifying an official document would not change its content or render it personal. So even if we assume that plaintiff did classify some or all the documents, that would not explain why he has a personal interest in them. They're not his either way. The documents do not even have to be declassified for Trump to make his defensive argument. The point is that he took the material. It didn't belong to him, classified or not, although clearly it was classified. He lied about it multiple times, resisted giving it back. That's the essence of the criminal offense he's being investigated for, and he just admitted to all of it on national television. Back in 2013, there was a big scandal involving a Republican governor who had hopes of running for president, and it involved then-governor Chris Christie of New Jersey, and the shutting down of access lanes to the George Washington Bridge in an act of sheer political retribution to a local mayor. The lane closures lasted for days. They caused hours-long traffic jams that delayed buses carrying school kids and commuters trying to get to work, and even emergency vehicles. It was a political stunt that hurt Christie's political aspirations, had real-life consequences for ordinary people, led to a bunch of people uh, getting prosecuted and even indicted and convicted. Now, at some level, that sounds awfully similar to another political stunt pulled recently by another Republican governor with his eye on the White House. Because last week, Republican Ron DeSantis of Florida used taxpayer money to fly 48 migrants from Texas to an island in Massachusetts. The migrants, including children, were told they were being flown to Boston or Washington, D.C., where they would be given jobs, housing, and educational opportunities, according to a lawsuit some of them filed this week against DeSantis and others. Instead, they were taken to a small island where they were left without food, water, or shelter until residents there learned about their arrival and came to help. Here's the thing. This was a stunt, clearly done to sort of stick it to his political enemies, But the incident is now under investigation by the sheriff of Bear County, Texas, where the migrants had been living. I believe that they were preyed upon. Somebody came from out of state, preyed upon these people, um, lured them with promises of of a better life to just be uh, exploited and uh, hoodwinked into making this trip to Florida and then onward to Martha's Vineyard for what I believe to be nothing more than political posturing. And it is reasonable to ask if the announcement of that investigation might have played a part in DeSantis suddenly canceling a second planned flight of migrants this time to Delaware, the home state of President Biden. Some great new reporting from Miami Herald says that they were at it again, that this second group 
We're also asylum seekers from Venezuela. We're also promised a flight to a destination where there would be more resources to help them. But instead, their flight, planned for this week, was abruptly canceled. Joining me now is one of the reporters who broke that Miami Herald story, Sarah Blasky. Uh, Sarah, it's great to have you on. I, I, learned a lot, I learned a lot from your reporting. Just walk me through what you learned from the folks you interviewed about who these people were, what they were told, how they ended up in a hotel, I believe, waiting for a flight that never came. So all of these people had remarkably similar stories. All of them came from Venezuela. We talked to at least half a dozen people who were getting on that bus that you showed there um, a moment ago. And, and they all said that they had recently come from Venezuela, made the journey up through Central America, crossed the U.S.-Mexico border close to here, close to San Antonio, Texas. And then they ended up at the Migrant Resource Center here in San Antonio. And at that center, you have three days. You can stay for three days and then you're out. And so people are very desperate here to find a way to move forward with their lives. And that's what right. happened here. As they're outside of that center, they're approached by a woman who never gives her name. She says she's from an organization that is going to help them get somewhere in the country. She said they couldn't, that she wouldn't tell them where they were going or she couldn't. Um, until the very last moment, but it would be away from Texas to a place that had more resources for them and potentially jobs. And so they signed up and, and quite literally the way it worked was you just get into her SUV. If you're, if you're a yes for this program, you'd get into the SUV at that point. They would drive to a La Quinta outside of, uh, San Antonio, outside of downtown. And then they waited until there were enough people to fill a flight. And that news came in earlier this week. There was going to be a flight to Delaware. And as of that night, as of Monday night, that flight was still on. These these people were, were told, you're going to Delaware in the morning. Everything leaves at 5 a.m. And... And then the next morning, the bus never came for them. The plane never came, and, and they were kind of left sitting there. What they didn't realize was that in that span of time, um, an investigation was announced, Good, as you Javier. mentioned, um, by the sheriff here, Javier Salazar. Gracias. So, well, I'm just, it's so weird, I have to say, I mean, I'm not to hammer on this point, but you're an investigative reporter at the Miami Herald, you know, I, I've done reporting on government agencies. This is just not the way government agencies or contractors tend to operate. Like, some sketchy unnamed woman standing outside telling people to get in an SUV. Like, who is this person? Who does she work for? Who's paying her? How much is she paying? Is this the same woman as the Perla who got folks to go to Martha's Vineyard? Do we know that? So it goes like this, right? I tell you, you can learn how to make your first $1,000 in art in our live training session in a few days. Register for free now. And maybe you think, well, that, that's not for me. Understanding is Perla was involved in this flight as well and in um, booking the hotel, for example. But the woman that was approaching everyone, nobody identified as Perla. She was a different woman. We don't have a name at all in this case. And um, so, so, no, we don't exactly know how all of these pieces are connected. We do know 
um, that Governor DeSantis took credit for that flight to Martha's Vineyard. We do know that the same planes were going to be used. We do know that Parallel was involved in both, this woman. Um, but there are also others. We, we spoke with people, and it sounds like there are three or four other recruiters out there for this program. And, and to date, we don't know who they are. At some point, right, the, there's, a, there's some contract the governments of Florida, using taxpayer money, signed to employ, to hire someone to do this. And that has to, they can't keep that secret forever, am I wrong? So we do know that they have paid over $1.5 million to a company called Veritol Systems. Um, and, and Veritol Systems really is is the logistics coordinator behind this program, or at least behind the Martha gotcha. Vineyard um, trip. And, and that, you know, funding comes from a program uh, that was funded up to $12 million to relocate um, immigrants who are seeking asylum or otherwise out of Florida into other places and um and so that is that is where the funding for these flights came from um interestingly these these folks were not in florida of course they were in texas um but and, and not only that best understanding yeah the statutory language uh in that budget was unauthorized immigrants there's some uh, some in the Florida State Legislature pointing out these people are not uh, unauthorized. They are actually pending a, a, a asylum review. Uh, Sarah Bleski, thank you so much for your great reporting. I really appreciate it. Justice, the threat to democracies around the world. Get your daily dose of enlightening articles at MSNBC Daily. Written perspectives by people you know and trust, like Mehdi Hassan, Ama Mohideen, and Ali Velshi, along with a growing list of experts offering their insights. Plus fresh takes from Hayes Brown and Zishan Ali. Uh, Start your day with MSNBC too many freaky ads, man. to get something done. And that's what we're going to try to do. Our experts will be practical and tell you what you need to know. And we're going to be asking the very same questions that you're screaming at your television. What the shit? By the way, this is uh, Watch All In with Chris Hayes. Highlights September 22, MSNBC. Not hyperbole, not ideology. There's a lot of confusing information out there. Some people call it news, but it's not. Things like his academic background and big things like the number of children he has. 
The similarities to Trump don't end there. Yesterday, we brought you a story about a grift the ex-president pulled with his foundation, where he raised millions of dollars for veterans' charities, and then when he figured folks were no longer paying attention, he neglected to actually give away all the money he pledged. It was only when reporter David Farenthold and other members of the media repeatedly donned Trump the pumps of money that the then-candidate actually donated. David Farenthold is back at it again. In a new report from the New York Times, Farenthold uncovered a pledge made by Herschel Walker's business to donate profits to charities. A pledge still available on an archived version of its website from 2017. Quote, Walker's company respects its roots and is dedicated to helping others who are less fortunate. That is why 15% of its profits are given to various charitable organizations serving people in need, including 15%. the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, Special Olympics, PE for Life programs, the Boy Scouts of America, and others. Well, I think you probably know where this is going. As Farenthold reports, sure seems like Walker didn't make good on that promise. Quote, when the New York Times contacted those four charities, one declined to comment, the other three said they had no record or recollection of any gifts from the company in the last decade. When asked about the missing money, a Walker campaign spokesman said, quote, Herschel Walker has given millions of dollars to charities but refused to elaborate further. Now, we have no way of knowing if that's true or not. Walker's campaign could easily clear the whole thing up by releasing any evidence. But even if Walker has made charitable contributions in the past, that doesn't change the fact that, like Trump before him, Walker, through his company, tried to do the same thing, apparently. Tried to earn some goodwill by pledging charitable donations that, well, simply never materialized. Human condition. I made this song for MSB. Human condition. All in. That was all in with uh, Chris Hayes. America's structural racism. Hmm. Dismantling racism is patriotic. That sounds really cool. John Stewart. Senator Booker, you are here in my office. I'm in your office. I wish we were back in Jersey. I well, you know, with enough of the. Uh, yeah, I feel in some ways like I am. This is this is a uh, you know, sacred journey. Right. Between the Jersey paraphernalia and the Star Wars book, <laughs> I'm in I'm in Jersey nerd heaven. I very much enjoy it. Don't forget Mr. Spot. I see him. I see him waving. He's like the elf on the shelf. Yes. But with logic. Yes. Not magic. Yes. So I think that's a good way to go. Um, thank you for joining and, and sitting down with us. I want to explain a little bit about kind of why we're here what we did so the show is about race and, and you know after george floyd there was a real sense in the country that hey did, was there is there a problem here did we do something to black people that would make them upset or were there things and, and white people realized in this moment that it was time to all the news organizations it's time we sit white people need to sit back and listen so what we did is we ran back from time of George Floyd, all the way back through Frederick Douglass. And basically, you'd be amazed at the consistency of what's been said, from James Baldwin to Chris Rock to Sister Soldier to people on the street, which is, this is a system designed for white people. And it always has been, and, and black people don't feel as much a part of it. They are, uh, they are separate 
I'm in your office. I wish we were back in Jersey, man. I, well, you know, with enough of the uh, accoutrements in here, yeah. I feel in some ways like I am back. This is, this is uh, you know, sacred Jersey. We've declared right. this for the state of New Jersey. Between the Jersey paraphernalia and the Star Wars books, <laughs> I'm in I'm in Jersey nerd heaven. I'm very much that. enjoying. It. I appreciate uh, Mr. Spock up on my. Uh, up I see him. I see him waving. He's like the elf on the shelf. Yes, but with logic. Yes. not magic. Yes. So I think that's a good way to go. Um, thank you for joining and and sitting down with us. 